TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I would sign, I would sign Garoppolo. I'm just saying, look, the job's yours if you can hold it. I just make it that way. I mean, Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. Let's see where Brock's story ends this year. It doesn't matter where his story ends. If He's it ends not, with the Super Bowl trophy, Ray, Jimmy is then it's, well, the most yeah, gone but, man on the planet. But... People like to get out over their skis a lot in this town for a lot of different guys. Brock Purdy is just the latest of them. Let's see before we start making any pronouncements about the Patriots wanting him. Patriots have bigger problems than that. They have to teach their guys what a tie score is. Built scoreboard deficient New England Patriots. Yeah, I realize they don't score enough to look at the scoreboard much, but 24 minus 24 should equal zero to all of them. When did things start going wrong for the Indianapolis Colts? Well, around here. Back to pass, Green left to Dalvin. Turns it up outside the numbers to the 40. Gets to the 50. He's and he's loose! Dalvin, 20 to the left. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Dalvin Cook, yes, yes! A 64-yard touchdown! And he had to drag a Colt into the end zone. Uh, they dragged the Colts pretty much everywhere. Everywhere, all day long. That's Paul Allen on the Vikings Radio Network. Uh, wrap it up for us, Paul. Snap spot. Joseph, right footed kick. It is good! And the Minnesota Vikings have completed the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. From 33 down, they beat the Indianapolis Colts. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And again, the, the, the 49ers should send a flaming bag of dog poop to the front door stoop of Jeff Saturday today. The Vikings were about to catch a huge loss. If the 49ers really want to be looking at a two seed, the Colts just allowed the largest comeback in NFL history. That would have been a real, real nice present for Kyle Shanahan early on in this holidays. Um, it's it's just ridiculous that the Colts were unable to close that out. Again, teams had been uh, 1,548 to the good with only one loss and one tie. That is a 99.903 winning percentage, and they blew it. The Jaguars, however, did the 49ers a big favor beating the Cowboys in overtime? That's the, definitely the signature win of the Trevor Lawrence era and Dak Prescott with a game-ending pick six. Inglorious defeat for the Dallas Cowboys, who have been threatened two weeks in a row in a way that I don't think a lot of Cowboys fans looked at that team a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, this is 
I mean, the, the Cowboys had that massive win over the Colts where they blew a 33. Well, no, they didn't roll 33 points. They allowed 33 points in the fourth quarter. That's what Jeff Saturday did two weeks ago. Um, but that was... The, 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 you want to talk blooms coming off of roses? If you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, you're officially in the... Uh, this isn't the way the season started mode. No, this is the I told you Mike McCarthy can't coach mode. Like they they were biting their tongues about that two weeks ago. And now in the last two weeks, they'll turn it back to him because once you've found a scapegoat, you never let him go. I mean, I don't even know if it's on him. I don't think it is on him because Dak's throwing these picks. Yes. And I don't think those are being called or designed. I mean, I think that's not that bad. Yeah, no, I think Mike McCarthy is a pretty good coach. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's not a genius, and he does look like an unmade bed. But he's won a hell of a lot more, and he's lost. And to me, that's kind of the way you evaluate most coaches, especially ones that have been in the league as long as he has. A couple of weeks ago, I think I said the Dallas Cowboys, their weakest link is their quarterback. I really that that's a good offensive line. That's a hell of a defense. That is a good skill position group all around Dak. And you if, have two really good running backs. If da- yeah, if Dak Prescott is giving you good Dak Prescott, the Cowboys look like world beaters. If he turns into evil Dak Prescott, the Cowboys just nearly gave one away to the Houston Texans, who, by the way, the Houston Texans have played two very strong games, nearly beating Dallas this week. They nearly beat the uh, no the, the, the Chiefs on Sunday. They nearly beat Dallas last week. They nearly beat the Chiefs yesterday, and they're 1-12-1. They went back to Davis Mills and got a little scrapple in them. They're very good when they're a double-digit underdog. Yeah, lay they, the they'll, they'll stay in long enough to cover your bet for you. Bills beat the Dolphins in a fun one in upstate New York. Miami's lost nine straight now with the kickoff temperature 40 or below. Four touchdowns from Josh Allen. I mean, when we're sitting around talking about how Jalen Hurts could be the MVP, Josh Allen could be the MVP of this league. When he when he says, I'm about to have a good game, boy, he has good games. He's really good. He's also thrown a ton of interceptions this year because he still has that one thing about him that says, I can throw a ball anywhere no matter what. And teams are going, well, I, no, you really can't. I like irrational self-confidence, though. And he did, you know, if you're going to throw a pick or two, at least throw four interceptions or four touchdowns, too, along the way. Well, and then Tom Brady had the greatest game ever in one quarter. The Bengals beat the Bucks. Tom Brady's team blows a 17-point lead at home for the very first time in his career. Brady throws two picks. He lost two fumbles. The Buccaneers obviously did themselves no favors running a fake punt deep in their own territory that didn't work either. At one point in time, they had turned the ball over on their own side of the 50-yard line. Was it four consecutive, five consecutive They turned the ball over five consecutive times, four consecutive times on their side of the 50. I mean, bravo. And I'm listening to the... Uh to the uh, the national radio broadcast of that. And Stephen Gostkowski, the former Patriot uh, kicker, is the analyst. And after the third third turnover, the play-by-play guy whose name escapes me, you know, is basically trying to get Gostkowski to be at least mildly critical of Brady. And Gostkowski won't do it. Two turnovers later, Gostkowski goes, well, I don't know how you can explain this away. Really? It just took five, did it? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, he had set his over-under on criticism at four and a half. Yeah. Hit. I mean, just, 
Well, because they all think that Tom Brady can kill them with his mind. But if he could do that, they wouldn't be six. They wouldn't be six and eight right now. Hey, first place. Show some respect, Ray. I just did. <laughs> That's uh. You know, it's funny, though. Everyone's talking about how Tom Brady, they blew the lead. Tom Brady blew that lead for the first time. And, I mean, he definitely is coughing up the ball, but he's, he's, he's not out there playing defense, too. Teams commit turnovers. Teams react to turnovers badly. I mean, that's, what, that's the whole thing about this incessant fixation on quarterbacks. And, you know, you've got no better example than the team here. It just, you know, it's not the quarterback all the time. And it's not the coach all the time. There are 52 other guys and assistant coaches of varying degrees of skill. Um, football is, weirdly enough, the sport with the most, the, the most single recognized position in a sport that relies far less on one guy than any other. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, well, you know, I love saying how... One guy is such a huge difference maker in the sport of basketball that one guy is a huge difference. Baseball has forever been an individual sport that is disguised as a team sport. We focus on NFL quarterbacks a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount. I mean, there's there's no reason to attach a win-loss record to a quarterback's pro football talk page than it would be a starting guard or a tackle. It, it, re- exactly. it, it shouldn't be, but it, that's the way it is because, you know, that's the way people are conditioned. After every single play, you get a close-up of the quarterback, you get a close-up of the head coach, and those two guys must be all on them at all times. It's not that way. Unless, of course, you're talking about maybe one of the single greatest coaches in the history of football. doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. I believe him. I really believe him. And if you don't, you can hold him. Hold what? Come on, Deese. Deese nuts. The Lions. Ray, the Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. They still got playoff life. Um, they have won 6 of 7. The mojo almost feels a little bit real. They just dropped the Jets back to 7-7. Seven and seven. I, The Detroit Lions, or since we're working so internationally in football this week, the Detroit Lions, uh, they're playing their best stretch of football since... What? Barry Sanders was on the team? Oh, easily. They're running trick plays to Panay Sewell, for goodness sakes. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, 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 and, and beyond just winning, they're entertaining. The Detroit Lions are watchable. They are the second luckiest team in football. The luckiest team in football being the team ahead of them in the NFC North. But they do stuff that should backfire on them at least half the time. And it never seems to. And I... I'm all for all the goofy stuff that they do on the field because, A, it's okay to have a team that's always played you know, off the pace to suddenly be involved. But at some point, this is all going to go badly, and it's going to go badly in a game they lose 48-3. Coming up next, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. We should just ask about the Cowboys. That's it. Just pound him on the Cowboys yeah. relentlessly. Uh, have you ever met Trevor Lawrence? What do you think of his hair? Just get all over him. And I can also tell you this. This is as ultimate a tease as I can tease you with. We do have the Spanish language Raiders call. That's going to be coming up, too, in our next segment here on 95.7 The Game. So stick around for all of that. Damon and Ratto, it is good to have you here. We are brought to you by Pfizer. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Go get your merch, including the relevant shirt with Brock Purdy's number 13 just right there inside of it. I don't know who designed that one, but we got one of these right at the very, very least. 957thegameshop.com for uh, all your holiday needs. As long as your needs consisted of t-shirts from a sports talk radio station damon and ratto it is wonderful to have you here we're uh, a little late getting to michael irvin or should i say michael irvin is a little late picking up his phone again we he, maybe he was listening ray and he knew that you were going to interrogate him on the cowboys defeat so he's going to pass on this one but i'm sure yeah, we'll he's con- worried about me i'm sure we'll connect with uh michael sooner than later in the meantime we, we, we normally don't take requests. This isn't like a pump it or dump it FM radio station. Uh, but we were requested. Could you please find or play the Spanish language Raiders call? It's by Harry Ruiz. Let me quickly bring you back to how the game ended from the Patriots version. This is Scott Zolak and uh, Bob Sochi on the Patriots radio network. Sochi is the play-by-play guy and Scott Zolak drops the maybe line of the color commentating entire year in the NFL. Here's how it sounded on the Patriots radio network. Now on a third and ten, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle. Hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off a tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Throw oh Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. And a victory for Las Vegas! The only way Zolak could have done that better is if it had been punctuated with the sound of him throwing down his own headset. Let's hear how it sounded. Or throwing up his own lunch. Sure. Uh, Spanish language Raider call. Harry Ruiz, take it away. 
profundos en el campo, solo presión de tres, Ramondre Stevenson con el acarreo y Stevenson sigue de pie, avanza de la 45 a la 40, a la 35, a la 30, lanza el pase hacia atrás con Jacoby Myers y los Patriotas ahora simplemente Chandler Jones intercepta el pase, Chandler Jones se mantiene de pie, Chandler Jones se va, se va, se va, hasta la cocina, Look, I'm not saying that Jaime Moreno has got a contender, but but I think Jaime Moreno might have a contender there. Uh, there that was that was an outstanding call the entire way through. Everyone should be very very proud of. I mean, look, Harry Ruiz. I can only say this about him. He's a competitor. That was unbelievable. Well, keeping up with that without having to stop and be quiet while you're processing what you're looking at is an extraordinary feat. Because, I mean, he never stops. You know, it's not like he's stuck for words. It's not like he's panicking because something he's never seen in his life just happened. He just plowed through it. Good for him. Should get a raise. It being the Raiders, he probably won't. Somebody uh, said, could you please play the World Cup radio host? That was not uh, that, that. That was Andres Cantor from Telemundo, and we'll play it again at some point in time. But that's what brought us to the request for Spanish languages everywhere. What? Well, one more time for old time's sake. Harry Ruiz. Here we go. Profundos en el campo. Solo presión de tres. Ramondre Stevenson con el acarreo. Y Stevenson sigue de pie. Avanza de la 45 a la 40. A la 35 a la 30. Lanza el pase hacia atrás con Jacoby Myers. Y los Patriotas ahora simplemente... Chandler Jones intercepta el pase. Chandler Jones se mantiene de pie. Chandler Jones se va, se va, se va. Hasta la cocina. Outstanding. I mean, just A plus, A plus for everyone involved. Yeah, even I the, mean, just even the color guy was laying out. Yeah, I, I think maybe they're figuring out that sometimes silence is better rather than having the the color guy scream like a banshee. I mean, even Zolak got out of the way of Sochi with the with the the Patriots call. It's because you listen on a Sunday if you're in the car and you're spinning around the serious style. And you're getting game after game. There's something about the analyst screaming over the play-by-play guy when something important happens, and it's it's not infuriating because you know it's radio, but it's just awful radio. It just the guy screaming ah is not helping the listener understand what's going on, especially when he's yelling over the play-by-play guy. You know, in those examples. The play-by-play guy nailed it. The analyst nailed it. Just by, I'm going to wait till my moment, and I'm going to call the team that employs me the dumbest team I've ever seen. 
number one greatest radio play-by-play guy in the history of the Raiders? Bill King. That's got to be Bill King, right? Yeah. Bill King. I mean, Papa was very good. Let's be, but, let's be, let's be but honest. Bill King is the guy. The, my point is, is that Greg Papa's just been demoted to three. <laughs> it's here's the greatest radio, Raiders play-by-play man in radio history. It is now officially. Here's the order: Bill King, Harry Ruiz, Greg Papa. That's it. That's it. He won't be happy. Doesn't matter. He'd have to agree if he heard that. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. He done good. Look, uh, you know what? Maybe 95-7 the game can be a Raiders flagship again, but only the Spanish flagship. Can we do that? I'll do that. I'll make that radio deal today, and we'll get better ratings than Papa got in English. <laughs> Keep poking that cage. I will. Let's see. You've got, you've got the station manager hot at you now. You've got the guy across the street hot at you. Nahigian doesn't listen, so he won't even know that this happened. Yeah, he's on vacation. Oh, he, he, how again? How would you know the difference? Aroma. Yes, you we've did been over this. We've, but <laughs> no, I'm. Just, by the way, if you are listening, Matt, I've never smelled you not once. So congratulations on your pretty much odor-free existence. Someone should tell Tim Ryan to shut up. Yeah, don't even listen to that. Here's the thing: nobody listens. Nobody. No. No, the reason why play-by-play doesn't work on the radio for the most part as a, as a ratings winner is because nobody's really in their car driving around during football games on a Sunday, and it's a sport for the television if there ever was one. A man for the sport, if there ever was one, was the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, the Playmaker, stops on by this weekend. and. Boy, we got an awful, awful lot of stuff to get into here with Michael Irvin. Thank you for joining us as always, man. Good to catch up with you. How you, how you what an insane week 15 we have had so far. Yeah, it was a great week, week 15. We had three games that ended with touchdowns, like walk-off touchdowns. And two of them were defensive games. It, it was an incredible week. But... I still can't believe my Cowboys lost to the Jags. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. So Ray and I were talking about, what if we only asked you Trevor Lawrence questions the entire interview? Like, don't you like his hair? Don't you think those are cool uniforms? Don't you? (laughs) But we're not going to do that to you, man. The holidays are coming. But that's, I mean, so what do you make, though? of the Cowboys losing in the fashion that they did to, let's face it, you know, not not the best Jacksonville team. An awful team. team. Yeah, an awful team. Following up what was nearly a disastrous loss to the Houston Texans, why are the Cowboys trending in the wrong direction at the worst time for them to be doing that, in your opinion? Well, first of all, the Houston Texans, I think we underestimate just how good they are. You see what they did with the Kansas City Chiefs. They took them to overtime also. So, you know, kudos to Lovey for having those guys play like they're playing. But 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 the Cowboys, it feels like, I felt like they were overlooking, you know what I'm saying, overlooking the Jags, thinking about that big game uh, against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles this Saturday and not focusing on this business at hand. And, and, and you know, let me tell you, you have this kind of defense that the Cowboys have had, and you only have one sack in the last two games, it, 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 that's falling short of what you're supposed to be. And especially since Anthony Brown has gone out on one corner, and you have uh, 
the young guy over at corner that's just, I mean, he's just giving, he's giving up too many plays. It's just the reality. You know, the weekend isn't over until Monday night football wraps up, obviously, but it's been kind of an interesting week that started with the 49ers looking very impressive with Brock Purdy on the road, getting it done up in Seattle. And obviously Seattle's going in the wrong direction. But with the 49ers continuing to stay on their pace, even on a third-string quarterback, with the development of Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury, which we're still trying to understand the severity of that, and I know the Eagles got to be very, very worried, with the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are going in the wrong direction right now, Michael, and with the fact that even though the Minnesota Vikings did just cap off the biggest comeback in NFL history, the clown show that put them in that situation was bad enough for me to ask you the question. Are the 49ers, in your mind, like officially the team to beat in the NFC now since we got a question mark dangling over the Eagles for the first time all year? Well, I don't know if it's the first time all year because the Eagles went to a little spec where they you know what I'm saying? They had a lot of turnovers and, and had some struggles, and they bounced back from that, but we saw some of the issues again this week. And I say to you, yes, right now, if you say right now who's playing the best ball in the NFC, you would have to say the 49ers after what they did to Tampa, after what they just did. You know what I'm saying? That was an incredible game. Let's just stop playing. That was an incredible game for Purdy. It was an incredible game for him uh, you know what I'm saying, to beat Tom Brady and get that position and do all of those things. Look at how great they look right now. So, yes, I would have to say right now, I would say they are the number one team in the NFC. And on the AFC side, I'm still going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Not not the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Buffalo Bills, yeah, but the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Then the Bengals just beat Tom Brady this week. I mean, it, the, 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 you're, you're two right. weeks it, ago. It, yeah, there was Brady. I, I never felt, I never felt as many... Many years as I watch Cincinnati, I've always said, oh, they'll fall apart. They, they're not going to win this game. They'll fall apart. I never thought that the whole while during that game, and they were down to Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said, they will come back and win this game. Cincinnati has changed that narrative. Your boy, you know what I'm saying? Your boy Joe Barrow, they talk, Barrow talked about it. They said they're going to change the narrative, and they really have. I watched that team and said, I, I believe this team will come back, and they did win the game. Um, given the fact, though, that they won the game in large part because a team quarterback by Tom Brady turned the ball over on five consecutive possessions, does it make you start to wonder how much more tread is on the Brady tire, whether maybe this might not be it because he's losing it, or is he just on a bad team? Well, uh, it's a great question, and, and it's a complex question. The reality is, I don't think that Brady has lost it and can't play. But I do think that he has lost what makes him great with this team. Think about this. Right? They had issues right up the middle of the offensive line. You know what I'm saying? And then they've had issues with that, that, with that, that receiver that becomes Brady's security blanket, the, the Gronkowski the, the Julian Edelman, the Wes Walkers, all of that, that middle of the field. We're watching Tom Brady play outside football. In his whole career, he's played inside football, inside out. Now he's playing outside in with Mike Evans, and it's just not his game. He looks bad doing it. Michael, going into the anatomy 
of giving up a thirty-three point to uh, thirty-three to nothing lead at halftime. Where do you think it started going wrong for the Colts? Was it the hiring of Jeff Saturday, the injury to Jonathan Taylor? I mean, it, it just—that's uh, not supposed to happen. I mean, one thousand five hundred forty-eight one and one is the historical NFL record for teams that carried a 30-point lead in a professional football game. That was uh, that was spectacular and glorious and inglorious all at the same time. Where do you think it went wrong for the Colts? And for me, for me, who's been talking about Kirk Cousins and all, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with and I'm just saying, with, with what they did, the conduct they did, it was insane. It was incredible. You know, I, I love, I love watching it. And this is what I thought I was thinking about. Like, because uh, Patrick Mahomes has double-digit interceptions. So I was trying to get Kirk Cousins back in the conversation. You know, because what took him out is the interceptions. And I was like, wait, wait, Patrick Mahomes has you know, 11, 12 interceptions. Why is he still in the conversation? But you can clearly see, you can clearly see what he does and what he means to that team. When, when you watch the game and you see how he maneuvers and all the things that he has to do to get that team in position to win. You know what I mean? It, it's just a different dip. But I was so happy for Kirk Cousins, you know, and uh, the kind of game that he had uh, last week and bringing back the Vikings. That was insane. That Saturday, that, 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 whole, that whole treat of games, you know what I'm saying? Because I was, there, I was in Minnesota at that game. That whole Saturday was an incredible Saturday. Well, maybe not that that middle game, that Cleveland. Uh, that yeah, we're not even going to ask you about that one today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, may, may, maybe that was a different game. That Cleveland, that Cleveland uh, Baltimore game was a different game. Um, you were talking about Mahomes' interceptions, and he, he does have 11. Uh, Josh Allen's got 11. Kirk Cousins has 11. Dak Prescott's got 11, Joe Burrow has 10, and they're among the league leaders. Do you think that offenses are now less concerned about throwing interceptions than they used to be? Because when the best guys have the highest numbers, does it make you wonder if maybe offensive coordinators and head coaches aren't as concerned by that stat as they used to be? People go crazy when they see interceptions. But you have to understand, it's not just the interceptions, it's where you threw the interceptions. When did you throw those interceptions? And the game has gone to the receivers. When I was playing, it was more the quarterback and the running back. You know what I'm saying? But now it's the quarterback and the receiver. That's why they're making 30, 30, they'll be making 35 million pretty soon. Mark Chase and all those guys are coming up. So, so that's where the game has gone. So yes, you're going to put the ball in harm's way a little bit more. But but as long as you don't make those crucial interceptions, those crucial interceptions, all interceptions do not cost the same. Some are less, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, less painful. You're not in the red zone. It's not, uh, you know, it's not crucial time. It's not like what Dak did uh, the other day when, when, it's, when we're in overtime and you, you throw a pick six. Those are crucial interceptions. So, yeah, you don't want to throw them, but I do think they have less value than they did in the past. The Raiders ended a game that, let's face it, when they're in a game and something like that happens, they're normally on the losing side of that. But they weren't. 
And it was the New England Patriots, a team that billed itself as the best prepared and smartest football team, thanks to the coach. No matter, you know, even, even when Brady left, it, no one was talking about boneheaded plays the way that we're talking about one of the singular boneheaded plays I've ever seen. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of things to see for the first time, Michael. I've, I've never seen a game end like that in my life. What did you think? of the lateral interception returned for a touchdown. Yeah, I, you know what? I felt so bad for Jacoby Myers. You know, I mean, first of all, you're on a team where that's exactly what we've given Bill Belichick credit for, for always preparing his team to the T, to, to the last little letter. And to see that just highlights it because it, it was his team. But as he said, it, it, he just kind of had what I call like a LeBrain fart. Now, listen, this, this is what I said. Why would you throw that ball back to Matt Jones? Now, if your quarterback was Justin Fields, <laughs> if it was Justin Fields, you saw that run that Justin Fields made. You can throw that ball back to Justin Fields. You got a shot. I, I, I know you don't do that if the game is tied or if you're winning. You don't do that. But if it's Justin Fields with that incredible run he made, I was like, okay. You get tried because he has a chance to win the game, but not, but not Mac Jones. That was, and I feel bad for him. I, I don't know if he'll ever live that down. It's like when I told Leon Led on Thanksgiving when he went and touched that football. I said, "Big hey, fella, every Thanksgiving they'll be talking about you for the rest of your life." You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he'll ever live that down watching that kind of play. Um. But when when you're looking at that play, I mean, it's obviously you know bizarre on bizarre. But as you're watching it, are you thinking about, oh, my God, what's Ramondre Stevenson thinking of? Oh, my God, what's Jacoby Myers thinking of? When two guys make plays that ill-advised, does it sort of become like a virus where the one guy does something really stupid and the second guy suddenly forgets the game situation and repeats the error? Is that how that works? Well, well uh, hold on, let me first say this. Like, I, I'm not... I'm not as, as much down on, on, on Ramondre Stevens because really when he when he tossed that ball to Jacoby Mice, if Jacoby Mice tried to hit the sideline, that's what he was trying to think. Oh, okay, everybody's gonna be you can hit the sideline maybe if I toss it to you and get going. So that that first one was okay, but for him to turn around and start running the wrong way and then throw the ball back to the well, well the only guy in the NFL that Mac Jones is more athletic then is probably the guy he replaced who was Tom Brady. So so and neither one of them will ever win um best athlete award. They're just not going to do it. So so you see what I'm saying? So that's where that would be I don't even blame Ramondre Stevenson. Because I, I thought also that Myers could have just hit the sideline and just try. If it was the worst and worst of it done, you go out of bounds and we go into overtime. But turning around and throwing that ball back there, that 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 was a brain fart. We saw the Miami Dolphins, Michael, drop a game in Buffalo. It was a good game. It didn't really look like temperature affected Miami because they were you know, in, in control of an awful lot of that game. It's hardly like they laid down and died. But the Dolphins are obviously not going in the same direction that they were early on in the year. I bring up all of that to ask you this question. What is the coldest you've ever been on a football field? Yeah, listen, you know, it was interesting when I was watching that game. I was thinking about when I played in a game like that. And you know what it was? It was that game I just talked about. It was the Thanksgiving Day game. It was the only game that I've ever played in snow like that. 
snow, and it was against Miami. So when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is insane. But watching it and seeing how Miami performed, because I thought there's no way Miami can go to Buffalo, or there's no way Miami can go to Kansas City if they had to. There's no way Miami can go to Cincinnati if they had to. But 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 I thought they proved, yes, we can if we had to. We can go and win this game. Let me tell you guys something. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Did you see when Waddle caught that damn football and took off? When he, you know what I'm saying? When he hit that next gear, I was like, oh, my God. I have a, That kind of speed was insane and incredible. And then Tyreek Hill down the sideline. They were, they were like on the 25, 30-yard line. And he still got five a five-yard lead on the defensive back. It, it, it's insane the kind of speed that Miami has. And if they can weather that weather, yeah, they'll, they'll be a dangerous team for anybody to play. Hey, it's great to have you as part of our radio family. From our family to your family for real, Merry Christmas, man. Thank you so much for joining us as always. And we got some really interesting 49ers football coming up. Three games to end the year. They've already secured their playoff spot in a home game. I mean, we don't know what their seed's going to be, but they're going to start at home, and that's really all they can ask for. Thank you for joining us as always, man. Merry Christmas to you. Seriously, it's, it's always great to talk to you. And, and Merry Christmas to you guys. And you guys have already had your Merry Christmas. You're, you're on your third quarterback, and he looks like he looks. That's just absolutely insane. I told you when he came in the game, I had those Tom Brady vibes. Somebody asked me, what do you mean by that? I said, when, when a guy walks in a game in that kind of environment, you can even see on his face like he's saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm in this. Or he's saying, oh, my God. I can't believe that I gave me this chance. I'll never let this go. And that's the kind of vibe I got with that kid. And he's done an incredible job. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody, my brothers. Thank you so very, very much. Michael Irvin here on 95.7 The Game on Damon and Ratto. It's always great to have him. We got Peter King at 5 o'clock, so don't you go anywhere. Much more still around the corner. By the way, we are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It is wonderful to have you here in 12 minutes. Peter King is going to be here on Damon and Ratto. And we are here, well, I'm going to say through Thursday together. Because you're taking off, Ray, on Friday to start your uh, holiday cheer. One more go around to Tanferan with the kids. Is your Santa Claus. has been a, a tremendous hit down there, I hear, this year. Turn your mic on. God. Bless you. I was waiting for you to say something that had some relative relationship to truth. Well, you know, I, I this is my problem with Raiders fans, okay? Because there's a segue. I, yeah, no, it's perfect actually. Because they, uh, not not all of them. I understand that there are, are, are you know a few grounded in reality, but just drowned out by those who are not. I mean, I've spent most of the day saying congratulations for the one time a clown show breaks out on a football field that you're on. And you're not the clown. That's what happened over the weekend. It's what happened. You're not the morons for the first time in like forever. 
Somebody here from the 510 says, Damon needs to shut up. He's always been a Raider hater since he was over on that AM station. But when he comes to 95.7, the game, the Raiders are still part of it. And he didn't say anything because Greg Papa was there and he didn't have the balls to talk about Raider Nation. The reason why I didn't talk about Raider Nation is because I'm in afternoon drive. And if I don't get ratings, the whole station goes under. The Raiders were not a ratings winner. Neither were the A's. That's why one team has officially left the market. Nobody cared but a small group of the least realistic fans I have ever dealt with. If there's one thing I think we can all agree on is that the overall quality of football discussions have increased since Raiders fans have stopped calling the station here or anywhere. I'm sorry. More than half of you aren't even grounded in reality. Damon, what, you're a Raider hater. A Raider hater. Your record is 125-207 over the last 20 years. You're the Cleveland Browns with much better uniforms. That's what I walked into. I walked into the single most laughable, clownish, unrealistic nonsense a football team has ever given the West Coast. If I told you your team sucked when they were here, it's because your team sucked when they were here. Why you a Raider hater? I'm not a Raider hater as much as I'm a fan of observable reality. Afraid of Greg. Look, I love Greg. Greg is a great play-by-play guy. The 49ers are very lucky to have him, even though I hate his call. San Francisco. It's a terrible call. He'll never sound better than the touchdown Raiders call. But he obviously can't take that with him. But he's an excellent play-by-play man. Greg didn't like me because I told him that Jamarcus Russell sucked. And he was still carrying water for that concept. And we got into our... And we've, we've, we've since patched up big time. So stop it. If I told you that the Raiders sucked, it's because they sucked. And you can go back and look through the years. And you can find out, I'm right, you were wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. David, you're a Raiders hater. No, I just know what good football is, and it ain't most ever being played in a Raider football. Right up until the last three seconds at Allegiant Stadium, and we go once again live on tape to Harry Ruiz with the greatest Spanish radio call I think we've we've ever heard. Profundos en el campo, solo presión de tres. Ramondre Stevenson con el acarreo y Stevenson sigue de pie, avanza de la 45 a la 40, a la 35, a la 30. Lanza el pase hacia atrás con Jacoby Myers y los Patriotas ahora simplemente Chandler Jones intercepta el pase. Chandler Jones se mantiene de pie. Chandler Jones se va, se va, se va. Hasta la cocina. There you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't get one thing about that call. Why is it Patriotas, which is Spanish for Patriot, but they don't have a Spanish word for Raiders other than Raiders? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because the instructions are 
on the Raiders flagship, we use the names. We we we, Maybe. we, we stay with the Raiders name no matter what. Um, I, 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 I'm sure that the Chicago Bulls have themselves a Spanish broadcast, but I doubt they're referred to as Los Toros. You know what I mean? I know, but Los Bulls when they haul those out just doesn't work. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the Spanish station or you're gonna have the Sp- the Spanish language uniform, go Spanish. Somebody else says Damon doesn't know anything about soccer, but makes it sound like he's an expert when he's talking about the game. Well, that's, I'm just I speak with authoritative uh, presence, and um, what what I am is someone who you so deeply respect. Every word that pours out of my mouth feels like gospel. But I, I continue to tell you that uh, soccer is not for me. I don't like it. It's mostly boring. I'm pretty much correct about that across the board. We all know it. But it does offer some moments in the World Cup final. Offered more moments of entertaining soccer than anything I've ever seen. And to confirm my suspicion of all that, Ray gave it the single greatest review I've ever heard Ray give a sporting event. Ray, what was that soccer game in your mind? Greatest soccer game ever played. There you go. It also had the best Spanish language call of all time, including Harry Ruiz. You want to do it one more time? Did I have a choice? Mundial! In the 415, by the way, Andres Cantor on Telemundo, just glorious. Somebody in the 415, and I, I can't confirm or deny this. I'm going to have to just say this is this is what someone just said. Raiders in Spanish is asalientes, which translates into uh, assaultants. Assaltantes. Assaltantes. So that's why they just don't want that said on the radio. Well, I mean, they've got they've got a pirate on the helmet. They could say pirates in Spanish, which I presume is piratas. I, I don't know. Why don't they do that? You're right, Ray. Good job. Well, Because uh, they're not called the Las Vegas Pirates, I guess. Well, so I'm I, offended. I want to change. And that'd be confusing when they play the Buccaneers. Not really. Oh. That's Los Brady. What happens when they play the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, they'll probably win two to nothing. The whole world's gone off. What if the Pirates actually beat them? Wouldn't anyway. you surprise me? <laughs> So, um, I, I do know this. 
when I took like high school Spanish, everyone normally, you know, you, you sit down and all of a sudden Joe becomes Jose and, you know, you, you get the Spanish version of your name when you are in Spanish class. There was no Spanish version of the word Damon, the, the name Damon. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm I, the Spanish teacher didn't have a translation for Damon. And so she said, you know, you could take Demundo, but that's really not it. Um, you could you could go with uh, another sort of something in that neighborhood, or you can just make up your absolute. You know, w- what would you like to be called? Say, so call me Bernardo. So I was in Spanish class. I was Damon in every other class I ever took, but in Spanish, which I didn't do well in, I was Bernardo. Well, probably because when they called on Bernardo, you forgot that was your name. I was usually stoned. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, huh. Why shouldn't? Why wouldn't your Spanish teacher just have gone with Damon? I don't know. I don't know. That's, I thought so, D- I, Vic Damon was try like right harder. There. Yeah, that's I mean, I, they're they're credentialed instructors. They're educators. Make an effort. Someone said Damiano. Yeah, it could have been. Like they could have tried. She didn't even bother trying. I think that's the thing. She looked at me and she's like, "I ain't even trying this guy, with this one." This guy's a D minus with shoes on. <laughs> I'm not bothering. Yeah, not even trying. Not even trying. But that is. Uh, it's, it, it, we got we got two incredible calls, and I do love me some international flair when it comes to sporting events. We do have the international flair that is Peter King joining us here at the top of the hour. Let me welcome everybody to your five o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.